So when I say GP clinic design, what do you think about? I'm not talking about co-designing technology or designing an app. I mean interior design, fit out, the physical presence stuff. Do you think of words like creation and cutting edge and inspirational? Or do you think worn down, uninviting and weird smelling? My guest today helps practice owners and businesses reach their full potential when it comes to delivering engaging and productive workplaces and clinics that patients will remember in a good way. In particular, we're talking about the role of technology, the role that technology plays in patient attraction and retention, as well as what the future looks like for medical practice design. My guest today is Jerry Kennard, CEO of Evoke Projects. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Burge, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Jerry Kennard. He's the CEO of Evokes Projects. Jerry and his team deliver creative and visionary office and clinic fit-out solutions to not only achieve client objectives, but increase the engagement, productivity, and retention of their team and patients Hey, Jerry, how are you going? Good, thanks, Pete. How are you? Thanks for having me. Excellent. I'm really good. Thank you. And it's great to have you on the podcast. We chat a bit in the community forum at Talking Health Tech and great to have your perspective in there and nice night to be able to speak verbally. But we do catch up anyway outside of this too. So it's, it's good to have you. Absolutely. <laughs> so Jerry, tell us a bit about yourself. What's your story? So a bit of background to where I am at today. I'm the CEO of Vote Project, as you just said. I lead a team of amazing professionals in the both design project management estimating space from the point of view of practice and office fit outs we provide a seamless dnc process so when i say dnc that's designed through to construction so one complete process um, and i've been leading this team for eight years nine years but i basically grew up in the business so my dad started in back in the late 60s um, i was the youngest of five boys Came along as the youngest, worked my way up. Yeah, we got along all right, but we had to part ways. There just wasn't enough to um, have everyone in the one business. So we, I ended up taking the design and construct aspect of the business, which I was very passionate about, which helps because I enjoy everything I do. Um, and I love leading a team like we've got who are also share that passion of helping clients create the ultimate space for their team, but also for their patients. Excellent. And so tell us a bit more about those clients and the work that you do is with Evoke Projects. You know, what does Evoke do? Who's it for? What problems it solve? We service multiple industries, but our heavy focus is on medical practice. Um, so that's anything from dental, GP, allied, um, so anything in a practice, uh, along with commercial. Everything from the initial spatial analysis to review potential sites for a client. They might be looking to go into a particular suburb and find one or two spaces that could work for their business. So it's about allowing practice owners make educated decisions based on potential cost and what they can get out of a space from a revenue point of view. So whilst we're all about creating the ultimate space for those using the space, we totally get this is about a revenue generating machine. So it's about increasing those spaces to and maximising those spaces to get the best out of the practice. 
So, you know, I think about medical practices and the design aspects of it. And I think about some of the clinics I've gone into as a patient and really often they're just refurbished houses, at least in the suburbs. And, and you know, yeah. they'll use a lounge room as a waiting room and then bedrooms as consult rooms. Do many GPs think about the physical design aspects other than just having a physical, safe, secure place to be able to have patients? It sounds like there's much more to it then. Oh, absolutely. And and to be honest, I think, you know, I'm a big fan of Stephen Covey, but I think one of the things that's so important for practitioners to think about is starting with the end in mind. You know, where, where do I, um, where do I want to be in five years time, 10 years time? So when I'm starting a practice, it comes down to what is my target market? Where do I need to be to attract that target market? And what's my revenue? How do I maximize my revenue and increase productivity of, of my team and my doctors and to create the ultimate solution. As you say, there's often a GP clinic or an allied health clinic will be just in an old house. Um, but ultimately, I suppose what you've got to look at is, is that creating the ultimate result from a, a growth perspective? You know, we talk about spatial design and environmental design. A, can you get the maximum amount of consult rooms? Obviously they're gener revenue generating spaces. And then you've got the environmental aspect of the design. You know, what is it? look and feel like and smell like and you referred to that earlier you know I think it's so important that environmental aspect of from the an emotional journey of a patient entering that space how do they feel um, right through to the treatment room and the consult rooms it's so much more and so much bigger I think than a lot of aspiring practice owners think at the outset of their journey yeah and when you say maximizing a space for revenue generation, totally understand that. Is that just trying to work out how many rooms you can cram into it or is it a bit more kind of a holistic approach to working that out? Good question. You've really got to look at holistically, okay, yes, there is a number of consult rooms, uh, but then also the layout of the, of the practice from a, pa a practice flow. So patient flow, doctor flow, and maximizing, you talk to anyone that, that owns a practice or manages a practice, the, the treatment room is really like the heart, heart of the practice, you know, that's for a GP clinic. And, you know, the location of that and the size of that, when it comes down to simple things like where do I put the pathology room in conjunction with the amenities and how far do my doctors have to walk from, you know, and obviously you've got to work with the constraints that you've got within four walls, but it's about understanding how the practice operates in order to be able to create the ultimate flow and the ultimate design to maximize those spaces whilst at the, not at the mercy of, of practice flow, if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And so I would imagine then working in technology into that design too would be pretty important because there's more and more technology that's used to communicate within a practice and perform services. So yeah, I, I would expect you'd, you'd be considering a lot of technology integration into these solutions as well. Absolutely. And look, I think it's one of those things, technology, it's the world over in whatever industry you you work in, it's paramount. But I think when it comes to healthcare, it is the future. It's the way of the future. And if practice owners don't get on board with it, I see long-term, they are going to struggle to keep up. So, you know, from a, a patient attraction point of view, but also a patient retention and the level of service that you can offer through implementing these technology pieces, you know, from whether it be HotDoc or AutoMed, along with your marketing piece, um, which those those technology platforms tie into. So it's not just, it's about attracting the right patient and the target market that you want and attracting them through your whole marketing piece and yet that technology piece, but then retaining them 
and, and giving them that, that level of service that you just can't offer without it. And I think it really does come down to long term. It's really going to be a point of staying relevant and profitable. And what about the impact of COVID on the work that you do for clients or for GP or allied medical practices generally? We know obviously that the shift to telehealth has been quite pronounced, but then obviously a lot of healthcare still needs to be delivered within a clinic. How has that impacted clinics and the work you do for them on a day to day? Yeah, I suppose it's probably the ultimate impact, like you say, is telehealth when it comes to COVID. Um, which has been a, a boost, you know, <laughs> it's one of the silver linings of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, that what everyone's been lobbying for to the government for years has finally come. And look, there's always going to be teething problems. And, you know, you see a bit of bad media about how it's been rolled out and some of the, um, from a reimbursement point of view and a government subsidy point of view. But I think generally speaking, that part of t- the technology piece when it comes to telehealth has been a major, major boost and bump forward for practices. You look at the GP and the return on investment that they can get out of a telehealth appointment. I mean, I don't know about you, Pete, but I'm not one to go to the doctor unless I absolutely have to. I've just had a, I needed a script repeat the other day and it was my first go at using telehealth and it was amazing. You know, I didn't have to go in there. They rang me right on the knocker. Yeah. Um, and next thing they'd fax through the scripts to the chemist that I wanted. It was great. Um, you know, I think from a patient experience point of view, it's amazing. And from a practice owner point of view, it's it becomes such a from a profitability point of view, it's 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 a major step forward. We're looking at things like whether we can have telehealth rooms for doctors within the practice. So you know when we talk about revenue generating spaces, rather than taking up, you look at a consult room might be ten or twelve square meters to have a bed and a sink and everything else that goes with it. But you look at what you need for a telehealth consult. Um, you know why have all that real estate tied up when you can have a, a room. And, and I think that's one of these things with the future of practice management. And, you know, when it comes to hoteling or I hate to use the word hot desking <laughs> for doctors, but, you know, getting the most out of the, the physical space to maximize use of the space and revenue within the space. And I think I've had some conversations with some practice owners and they're loath to go down that path. But I think going forward, it will be the future of it. You know, from telehealth rooms to you look at the, um, we may, I mentioned briefly AutoMed and HotDoc, some of those patient experience platforms, if you like. When it comes to, you say, well, how, how would that affect the physical space? When you walk into the waiting area, I see the future of practice being more like a concierge, more like a, a valet parking. You know, we all like that experience when, you know, you rock up and they go, wow, how can we help you? You know, imagine if you walked into a practice and and instead of waiting in a line where, at a big long desk with three or four receptionists, you met at the door and you, if you haven't been able to log in on your phone, you're taken to a kiosk, uh, which is obviously in the built environment, or you're given an iPad, walk through the, the whole scenario. To be honest, I think technology is making the whole patient experience a lot, lot better. And with COVID, obviously it's helped with telehealth, it's boosted us all into that space. But then it's also, you ask about how does it affect, I think in the physical space, it's probably mostly affected in those patient waiting rooms, you know, because we can't have the amount of patients waiting due to those square meter rules, et cetera. So embracing this technology piece is is essential and vital. Um, you know, and even to get, how cool is that, that you can get a message on your phone to say, look, 
there's a half hour wait, run and have a coffee or have a coffee on us. And that can all be done through those platforms like Hot Doc. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. And I find that good and reassuring that if I was a GP owner or, you know, looking to build or refurb a clinic that those that are creating their spaces have, you know, technology front of mind and looking to integrate that. It's like doing anything. You want to make sure you've got the foundations there rather than building something then you've got to continually work around. So I think that's a good holistic approach. Yeah. And to be honest, you're dead right. When it comes to design, it's the strategy behind the design that is actually more important than the design, you know, and that whole environmental piece, it's about understanding how the practice operates, how it's managed, and what's the ultimate result that they're looking to achieve. Anyone can whip up a plan with consult rooms and, you know, but when it comes to that whole environmental piece of, you know, the patient experience from the minute they enter the door through to the treatment room and from a practice vision point of view, what is the vision? What is the growth plan? How do we maximize growth? You know, people often say, well, why would you need to know the target market? Well, when it comes from a design angle, it matters so much. You know, that whole vision of the practice, which ties into your marketing strategy, which then ties into your physical space. It's, it's all got to be aligned in order to create the ultimate result. That's true, isn't it? If you had a very slick and swishy, um, that would be the technical term, the slick and swishy marketing campaign that had you know, some really cool, I don't know, videos or flyers or whatever you had going on, but then the patient rocks up to your clinic and it doesn't look half as flashy as what the marketing was, it could probably lead to a, you know, you've got a lot of work to do to build up the trust from there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's it's all about that patient experience. It's, you know, it costs you so much to attract a patient, but then to retain them and not just retaining, but you want them to go out and spread the word from that patient experience was A1 from the minute I entered the door, how did I feel? Was, you know, and it, this is not just about cost. I think that's often a perception that to create the ultimate space, you've got to spend a million bucks or a lot of money to do that. And it, it's not about that. So when we talk about putting the people first in a space, you know, and, and the well-being of, of the occupants of a space, that doesn't need to cost a lot of money. It really comes down to that strategic aspect of design. Number one, it, tying it back into the vision for the practice. Number two, tying it back into the marketing strategy. But number three, are we putting the people in that space first in every every decision of the design? So, you know, from the finish, and I'm not talking about expensive finishes. Have you heard of the term biophilic design, Pete? I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. So by definition, you know, we've got this innate connection with nature and it's, it's proven, it's actually proven and researched um, you know, that if there's finishes used that connect us to nature, we have an automatic reaction to relax and to be calm. And, you know, and let's face it, when you go to a, a medical practice, normally we're somewhere in some part of an emotional journey and it's not something that we're sort of all rocking up to do for fun, is it? No, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that whole piece of how you feel when you walk into a practice is paramount and that connection with nature and that's why I keep going back to it doesn't need to cost a bomb. It's really about how clever you are with the design aspect of it when it comes to the look and feel and the emotional aspect. Love it. And look, you know, you've probably covered some of this already in, in those three points that you talked about of things to be aware of. But also, if there was any quick wins or advice for practice owners or people looking to, you know, improve the way the design of their practice or particularly, you know, integrating more technology in a productive sense into their physical space. Have you got any any tips or advice that you could pass on? 
Look, I think when it comes to an existing practice, there's so much that you can do within what you're already working with. So without having to reinvent the whole thing, you've got a good structure. I think it comes down to some of those more aesthetic aspects, you know, and and I think I touched on the well building standard earlier. That's a bit of a framework that we design through the lens of, you know, and it covers things like air ventilation, water, access to water and promotion of drinking water and nourishment, light, movement. There's so much you can do in these things. And, and let's face it, it's not all about the physical space. It's very much about behaviours and promoting behaviours and processes and policies. We've come up with a checklist for practice owners to, as a bit of an overview of, of a few things they can do in, in the, each of these areas. So I'm more than happy to share that with anyone on the call or anyone that's interested. I can get in touch and we can share that. But it goes through, you know, some key areas. One one thing we find in existing practices that's often an issue is when it comes to the acoustics and sound. And sometimes there's a, there's a lot you can do to fix that. And let's face it, when you go to the doctor or you go to a dentist or whatever it is, it's a personal thing, isn't it? And so the acoustics aren't right. It's one thing for the doctors to not like you know, working in a space where the acoustics are bad. But as a patient, it's a terrible experience. And often we help existing practice owners sort some of those issues. And I think another thing, quick, easy fix, is that whole biophilia aspect of it. Put plants around. Put you know, There's a whole swag of things you can implement. And then the flip side, not just the patients, but for the team. So when it comes to creating a community and looking after their mental health, there's certain things you can implement within the practice obviously not just the physical space and the aspect of it from a point of view of implementing processes and procedures and and promoting behaviors i suppose is a big one some great actionable insights there thank you jerry look just lastly then for evoke and what you guys are working on what's the future look like what are you guys working on in 2021 and beyond we've got a very very big pipeline which i'm very very grateful um we obviously had everyone knows last year was a bit of a year from you know where um we started off 2020 very inspired and we're going to have the it was going to be our best year ever and then we hit february <laughs> and it didn't nose dive for everyone yeah. um but you know we really hit the deck and then from july it pretty much picked up to full capacity again and to be honest 2021 has gone off with a bang and we're struggling to keep up with the inquiries which is great great predicament um so we're growing our team is growing as we speak from Evoke's point of view, I think where we have added, where we can add a lot of value is in looking at how to promote well-being within the space, within a from a patient attraction retention point of view, but also a team attraction and retention point of view, um, and how to you know attract that top talent but keep it, uh, retain it. And I think that's our focus on that is what's making a, a big difference in this space. And just one last thing, Pete. I'll just put a plug. We've got a, an event coming up for anyone that might be listening that has aspiration to start their own practice. We've got an event that's put out by Practice Success Collective, and it basically takes through takes a, an aspiring practice owner through the key steps to setting up a practice from feasibility to planning, um, all things legal, accounting, um, marketing, design, right through to practice management 101 and these technology pieces that we've been talking about and how to implement them through to team attraction retention through recruitment and and creating a culture within a practice that really sets it up for success so if anyone's interested check it out practice success collective on linkedin you'll find the event but yeah love to see anyone there Perfect. Look, thank you, Jerry. And I look forward to seeing those updates from you. I know you're quite active in the Talking Health Tech community, but also just generally around the traps that we all run. So good luck with all of that. 
Look, we'll put the details of the event and also for Evoke generally in the show notes of this episode so people can check you out if they're interested or on the website too. So do check that out. Get in touch with Jerry. But look, thank you so much for your time and good luck with everything that's happening. Excellent. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out TalkingHealthTech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen. Listener.